Welcome to Burnout Offering. How's it going? I'm Jared. That's Steve. I'm Steve. We are back. We are. And uh, I'm pretty pumped because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite fucking movies ever made. Yeah. It really is. No, I know it is. Yeah, I fucking love it, man. I mean, I sat, I sat down and thought about it. I mean, not this movie so much. I mean, I like the movie. But Italian movies in general, it's probably one of my favorite countries fucking horror in like the 70s, 80s. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And surprisingly, we really haven't touched on a lot. No, we haven't. And uh, maybe this will be the start of that. I think it's going to be. I think we're going to fucking finally go off. Because I think we, uh, obviously, there's way more slashes we can touch on. Yeah. Yeah, there is. But uh, for now, we are uh, touching on a really cool movie, and um, I'm still unsure about the year of its release. 81? Was filmed in 80? I read 79. Maybe they filmed it in 79. I don't know. I read 80. And then it was released on VHS in 86. Yeah, it finally got the actual home video release. Yeah, which was a cut version. Yes. Which sucks. But the artwork is fucking way sweet. So, we'll get into that later. But, um, I recently went and seen Ozzy. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. how that night fare for you? Um, well, uh, as far as Ozzy goes, he put on a fucking killer show up. You know, unfortunately, Zach Wilde plays guitar for him. Fucking pick squeals the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did get to hear Suicide Solution, and I got to hear three Sabbath tunes, and a couple other good deep, deep cuts that he played. So that was cool. Uh, unfortunately, I went with my brother. But, uh, <laughs> we won't get into that. But, uh, you know, as he was, he was good. It's what you would expect out of an Ozzy concert. Um, he still, does he still sing clearer than he talks? Yeah, you, you know, the funny thing is, is I looked at my mom and he said something. And I said, I didn't understand a fucking word he just said, dude. And then they started playing a song. And she was like, oh, he was talking about how there's a lot of people six feet under that have been around as long as he has. And he's not yet. I'm like, how the fuck did you decipher that? I fucking, who's fucking sleeping under and fucking shit? This is suicide solution. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what he said, but fucking killer, dude, you know. Um, but yeah, the uh, the drummer was fucking really good. I mean, he always has an all-star band with him. Oh yeah. Yeah, back in the day, he used to have like Jason Newstead. Playing bass for him and uh, didn't didn't Newstead and uh, Teo Treo kind of switch spots? Uh, Isn't that when like he joined Metallica and Newstead went on and played for Ozzy for a minute? Yeah, I think that's how that worked out. I think that's what exactly what happened. Um, I could be mistaken, but I think that's what happened. I think Newstead left, started playing with Ozzy, and then uh, Trujillo? Yeah, I always forget his name. Danny Trujillo. No, no, no that's the name. actor. Yeah, <laughs> Robert Trujillo. Robert Trujillo, there it is. He uh, started playing with Metallica, but initially, Robert Trujillo played for Ozzy before he was in Metallica. 
and then before that was uh, suicidal tendencies. Yeah. And I want to say infectious grooves too. Um, Dude can fucking play. Yeah, he's really good. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but Newstead can actually play too. Um, but yeah, as, you know, as as muffled and as the uh, songs were, Ozzy was a, it was a good show. Yeah, yeah, and thankfully I only seen like one and a half songs of Stone Sour. I was gonna say you're telling me you're gonna try staying in the parking lot until after Stone Sour. Didn't have a choice. The lines were so fucking long to get through the metal detectors, which I think is just fucking stupid. Yeah, I stuck a joint in in my sock. Uh, got that in there, lit that up as soon as fucking Ozzy started, which was cool. But um, that's that's the newest thing that I've done. What have you been up to, man? Uh, <coughs> I haven't really been doing shit. Um, got word I'm supposed to join that band I was telling you about. Right. Uh, Full on Debbie. It's basically just like a... Uh, uh, it's like... I wouldn't say it's like a straightforward crust band. They have like almost like psychedelic parts to it, but it's like a fucking crust psychedelic fucking band. Cool killer. Just waiting to hear back on when we're supposed to start jamming because their first show they want to do, they want to do their comeback show to be uh, November with Forward from Japan, which plan to be in the show anyway. Might as well fucking play it. Man, no shit, right? And then, um... I'm just excited to hear you play again. I know, it's been a while. It has. It's been a while, and I'm. I think I. I think I'm too lazy to do one man projects because I just don't push. I have no. It's. It's almost like there's no. No reason to do it. I guess. If that makes sense. Well, there's reason to do it. There's just no motivation. That's it. Like, cause there's no motivation because it's not like it's. If I don't do this, I'm kind of letting like other people down. Because I have other band members, so it's like, oh, if I don't go to band practice, that's just. To, so if I'm doing like a one man project, it's just like. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was supposed to do all... I have, like, 20-plus songs or part of songs written for that uh, Bacterium shit I was going to do. Which I was pretty stoked at the uh, idea of it. It's going to happen. I bought all the shit to do it, so I'm going to make it happen. I just got to actually sit down and do it. So that's going to happen. Other than that, man... Starting to bust out even more Halloween stuff than I normally have throughout the house. Notice that. Um, it it looks really the the decor in here is awesome. It's getting there. It's getting there. It is. Uh, it's very Halloweenish. I don't know how many pumpkins are in this house right now, but there are a lot. A fucking lot, dude. <laughs> There's a lot of pumpkins in here, um, which is cool. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, so I came across... I, I was telling you this earlier. Um, there's that band, Bone Sickness. Yeah. I came across their Instagram page, and they used uh, a Manor video promo poster that I made for when I was going to release Bone Sickness. And they just cropped out the part that said Manor Video. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. That's I don't. Not... I got a good laugh out of it. I just... Me being the asshole I am, I just commented on it like, hashtag Bone Manor Video. But... What that did get me to do is start going through all the Manor video posts, and I I wanted to release it anyway, but I I, I kind of want to start Manor video up again. That would be awesome because I I like everything that you've released, so I need to do that one. I had like two more from Brian Paul, and then I was gonna that I had like the okay to release 
And then there was a couple other ones that I wanted to do. Okay. Yeah. I think I might do it. That's uh all day. That's what I that's the, that's what I came up with today when I was doing that. Okay. Well fucking A man. I'm I'm on board for that. Um speaking of which, man, some guy inboxed me yesterday, I was telling you. And he wanted to uh purchase my black metal veins. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't respond to him. I'm I'm just curious what that would go for. Um, honestly, on that one, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because um, I, I would never sell it because I I got the uh, the heroin kit with it, which was limited to twenty. Yes. And I don't I can't remember which number I got, but I got the whole fucking kit and caboodle. And I, that movie will go down as the grimmest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've seen some pretty grim movies. You showed me some pretty grim movies. Some pretty grim SOV shit. And that, that movie just changed me. That documentary <laughs> changed me, man, when I seen it. It was, it's real shit, dude. Dude, scrolling through all the old Manor video posts. When I posted that, I was like, oh, pre-sales going on, da, da, da. Limited this many copies, the first 20 comes with the junkie starter kit. Somebody commented, like, doing a junkie starter kit for a movie that's about heroin addiction is in pretty bad taste. Yeah, good. I think I like, I like the comment and somebody else under it, like, responded with, oh, what did he say? He responded with something like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, hello? Like doing hair, I think he said like doing heroin's in pretty bad taste. He said something or, I don't know. Being a junkie is in bad taste? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? Well, Bomb River did the same thing though. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's cool to me. When they released that though, that was before like social media so nobody was gonna like, yeah, that's see the post on it and like get all like uppity. Yeah, true. That's true. But, I don't even think I have a junkie starter kit. I do. I don't. And it's fucking hilarious because Morgan found it. <laughs> she, we were rearranging my tapes and she's like, oh, what is this, baseball cards? And there's like a burnt spoon and a syringe and a tourniquet and shit. And she's like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's just something that I own. <laughs> It was, it was, uh, we had a laugh about it. I was like, yeah, I'm not actually a, uh, practicing heroin user. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I happen to have a kit. Uh, it came with my black metal veins that I'll never let you watch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I, I would never let go of fucking black metal veins. Just the fact that I own it is pretty fucking cool. Looking back now, it's been years since I acquired it. Yeah. You know, it's been a while, and I I like all the matter of uh, video releases. I uh, actually don't even have the last two that I released. Really? Yeah, I never kept one for myself. That would be uh, Fame No More? Nope, I got that one. I'm missing... Uh, fuck, I can't remember the name of them. Uh, Faces of Dying? I don't have that. Yeah, I don't have that one. And, um, 
I can't remember the fucking name of it. Yeah, I don't know that one. And then there was Massacre or something. Something Massacre, and I can't fucking remember the goddamn name of it. But I will find out. Yeah, because I don't have Faces of Dying. Yeah, that's... That, wasn't there a thing about that with some dude that you... He, like, designed the... Or did you design... I was going to say Meat Cleaver, but it was Meat Hook. Yeah. Those are the two, uh... Dustin Ferguson, filmmaker, mm-hmm. hit me up. And he said he was going to... Basically said, like, uh... I'll make two movies specifically for you to release. Cool. I said, sure. I did those two. Cool. Alright, yeah. I still, uh... Down with the werewolves on wheels, man. One of my favorites. That one fucking definitely is up there for me. And, uh... Fetus is fucking great, too. Um... The more I watch the, uh... The occult experience, the more I mm-hmm. like it. But I have to be in the mood to watch it. Yeah. I have to be in a mindset to, like, sit down and chill and, like... That's one where it gets to a certain point, like, towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of losing... I start losing interest. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, I gotta I gotta be in, like, a certain frame of mind where I'm, like, laying on the couch and I'm just like, eh, you know Like, what? when I start talking about, like, Krishna and shit and... Right. Um, was it cryogenics or whatever? But all the stuff before then... I, that's where I, like, really dig. Yeah, for sure. At the very end of the movie, I kind of, I, I fucking lose interest. Yeah, well, I, I dug it, even though it's a, at first glance, you're like, what am I getting into? And then you realize it's just kind of like a very monotone, slower-paced documentary yeah, kind of a thing. And you're like, okay. I'll take this in, see what's going on, you know. But the more I watch it, the more I appreciate it. You know, you, you can walk, go through, and listen <laughs> to it, see how many acid witch samples you can pull from stone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> true story. Yep. And um, I'm glad you brought that up. Speaking of acid witch, they are releasing Evil Sound Screamers on vinyl. Yeah, pre-orders pre-orders just went up. Yeah, um, well, like two or three days ago. Yeah. Which is uh, fucking awesome, man. You got yours. Oh, yeah, I fucking on the jumped way. right on that. I ordered the, uh, there's like four different ones, like classic black, um, fall-themed, okay. candy corn, and then picture disc. Candy corn and the picture disc were like the two, like, more limited. I got both of those. Cool. Because I'm a collector. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, congrats, you know, uh, to those guys for releasing that. You yeah, know, vinyl. I, I had a feeling like when it got to like January and they didn't announce a vinyl yet, I'm like, you're waiting, they're gonna wait till October. Yeah, which cool man, we got we got Acid Witch uh, vinyl mm-hmm. coming this um, Halloween and also a new Slasher Dave. Yeah, Slasher Dave announced his pre-order uh, for his first release. It's gonna be on twenty bucks spin because he just signed a uh, deal with them. For his new album called Frights. Yes. Schroeder just went up on that. And uh, they, I think he's doing... What is it? Two or three different versions of that. And the rarer one being... The more limited one is the Glow in the Dark. Cool. Yeah, that's fucking sweet. Have you listened to any of the stuff he's 
I have not. At least out? No, I actually, um, Bob was over the other night and I played some uh, older Slasher Day for him just to kind of, you know, get him in the mindset of like, yeah, this is what he does, this is what's going on, and I haven't taken the time out to listen to any of the new stuff. The little bit that I've heard of shit from Price, it's awesome. I mean, it's different. But every time he's done an album, it's been different from the one before. Absolutely. Which I I actually condone him for that because... Yeah, that's right. I said the right word, right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to say I did. I can't even remember anymore. You condone that. Yeah. That's right. That makes sense now. But we condemn you for that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought I said for a minute. Like, that's not right. No, no. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I like it for that because he, he does something different, but it still fits, and it still has that same fucking feel. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Uh, I still am on that lunatic. Oh, yeah, dude. That shit was fucking so good. Fucking disturbance of the Mackenzies? Yeah, man. Um... And the uh, exorcisms, I, I finally got around to uh, really listening to the whole thing all the way through. I've only because heard that on Spotify now. Yeah, I've only heard that album once, and I don't own it yet. And I'm pissed. And I want to say he told me last time we talked to him that he still has actual copies of that. Cool. Okay. So I think when we get together to do that thing eventually, that I'll just get a fucking copy from him. Absolutely. That that would be killer. Um. But yeah. Um. He's on Spotify now, which fucking rules, and all of his uh, materials on there. So, anytime I come across like if I'm on like any websites and they're talking about like oh Halloween type playlists, or I made this like synth like horror soundtrack type playlist mm-hmm. bands, if they don't have him on there, I like can like start plugging the fuck out of them. Yeah, like dude, put Slasher Dave on there. And a lot of times you're like, who? I'm like fucking look him up. And before it was like, oh, he's done at Spotify. It's like, dude, just go to, like, Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, 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 Bellyache Records. Yeah, it's like, he's on Bellyache Records. I don't know if that's still there, but I'm sure the older album should still be there. No, the old stuff was on there, yeah. But uh, congrats on the new album, Slasher Dave. And, yeah, man. Um, congrats to uh, Aston Bush for not only putting out a fucking sick record last year, but releasing it on vinyl for people to own. Yeah, well, I mean, you knew it was coming. Well, I, I, yeah, but it's just in time for Halloween. Everything they've done has been put on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. This one comes with, like, the, a couple of the other ones came with, like, a die-cut Halloween decoration. Yeah, I got um, one with my spook house. Yeah, Slasher Dave did it, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, Stone has Did Stone have one? Or I think Stone has one. But uh, this one, they're doing a... Uh, pumpkin carving stencil. Oh, cool. I don't know what it's going to be, but I kind of want to see what the stencil's going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's always a bonus. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, fall's coming. Yeah, today's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the fucking weather, dude. It's so good. And It's like, what, 50 degrees out? No, it's probably than that. No, no, it's 49 degrees yeah, out right now. Perfect. I love it. I do too. And uh, crispy I'm, nights, man. Yep. I'm I'm starting to pull out the classics because it's it's in the air, man. It's it's that time of year. I'm actually be wanting to because I honestly don't watch any of the Halloween franchise much anymore. 
like really put them in, but I've been wanting to do one and two. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to wait till it actually got cold out. Yeah. It wasn't like blazing 80 degrees with like 90% humidity. Yeah, that shit sucks. I work outside and it fucking blows, man. But yeah, today was awesome. And it's a, it's like the weather makes you want to throw in Halloween movies. Dude, yeah. It's, well, it's also weird. Most people are like, oh, it's fucking warm out. Let's be active. I'm like, it's hot out. Fuck life. Mm-hmm. As soon as it gets like this, I'm, I'll build a fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> True story, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, I've, uh, I've been jamming, like, a mixed bag of stuff. What have you been jamming? Uh, I wrote down a few that I can remember, because I've just been kind of going through a bunch of stuff, but, uh, I've been playing, uh, the two Devil Master releases a lot. Cool. Yeah. And I'm stoked, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked and pissed at the same time, because October 13th, here in good Detroit, Michigan... Slasher Dave is playing his first ever live show. Yes, sir. Heavy and Beyond spinning it. Yes, sir. They're going to be spinning fucking, like, 80s horror soundtracks. Slasher Dave's doing his live shit. And, like, a little mix of, like, things from, like, Halloween specials. Like, old Halloween specials. Yeah. So it's going like, to be a blast. That's amazing. And just down the road... <laughs> yeah. Devil Master, Shitfucker, Sakuzu, and City Pleasure are playing. Yeah. That's a tall order. I honestly thought I had my night planned until I realized those shows were on the same fucking night. Right. Yeah, that's uh, it's, uh, a tough choice. I have a bonfire that I have to uh, attend to also. So that's three things. Because, trust me, I would love nothing more than to see Devil Master again. They were fucking so good when I seen them. The one and only time that I got to actually see them at the precinct, they were fucking really good. And they blew my doors off. They're fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they're great. They're absolutely great. I always want to see Sakuzu. And I love Shitfucker. I mean, there's no fucking doubt about it. You know what I mean? But yeah. Slasher Dave's first fucking live performance. That was fucking killing me. And Heavy and Beyond. You know, I mean, that's fucking... And it's a Halloween party. Ah, you know, so I, I I told you this before, and I'm saying it now. I'm going to try to find a way to catch both of those. Yeah, like I want to see Shitfucker and I want to see Devil Master. Yeah. So if I can finagle a way to still see Slasher Day, but get over to the precinct before Shitfucker and Devil Master play, I'll be all right. Like I want to see I want to see Sakuzu and City Pleasure. I've never seen City Pleasure yet. That's Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Charlie and Zach. Zach Lieutenant Dan? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, Zach Necroman? No. Uh, Zach, um, he plays drums and shroud. He was guitar in Brainiacs. Okay, okay. Uh, there's a lot of I think you, Yeah, you might have... If you haven't met him, I think you've probably seen him. If you saw him, you'd probably recognize him. Okay, okay. Um, well, yeah. That'd be cool to see them. Absolutely. I'm still trying to catch a heavy Russian show, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, I still... Wow. It's been a while since I've been around, like, uh, Tuesday or the precinct, but I, I don't even know if they still have it put aside for me. They probably don't, which I don't blame them. But the uh, Head Eruption City Pleasure went and played, like, a couple shows out of state, and they got shirts made. 
and they put two aside for me, one of each, and they probably don't have them anymore because it's been like three months. Yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, make me one. Right. So I got the order in just in time because they were only making like what people asked for here, and then the rest were going to be for tour. Yeah. So you could get like custom whatever, and I got the order in just in time. So hopefully, hopefully they still have it, but I mean, if they don't, I get it. Right, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so you've been jamming Devil oh, so, Master. Yeah, so Devil Master, um, uh, I just spun today, actually, uh, Mortician House by the Cemetery. Oh, great, that's my favorite. And then, um, Severed, has, Severed Head of States, um, and Thema Device. Oh, God, I love that band. Which I think that might have been the, the first full length I showed you was probably that was Anthema Device. Yeah, yeah. Is it a uh, green cover? Um, black with, like, green on the side. That's like the fucking cross and shit. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. Black and green. It's the one that ends with fucking hammering now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so fucking good. They're pissed, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck yeah, man. Absolutely. Um... Anything else? You guys have anything else? Uh, I mean, I have, but I can't. It's like shit that I can't really think of. I mean, I've been jamming Archigathis for the past three months in my car. Yeah. <laughs> the same, like, <clears throat> seven-inch collection CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I fucking totally dig those guys, dude. Uh, next but, weekend, man. Yeah. Is it next weekend? It is. Archigathis, Head Eruption, Flesh Salad. Uh, regurgitated guts. Maybe. I don't know. Nakai. Nakai. Yeah. I mean, it's a fucking stack. There's like girth six, seven, like eight, eight or nine bands in this show. It's it's Kirby's birthday show. Yeah. Well, dude, it's gonna be a fucking. Blast. He fucking he booked himself like the show of the year, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking sick, man. Um. I'm gonna go fucking ape shit. I haven't seen Archigathis in shit. The last time I saw him was last time I saw him was Leather Shop, and it was so far back. How long ago was it? Where I had like dreads. 2011. <laughs> it was it was back around that time. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember that. Um. That's going to be a fucking killer show, dude. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. So, get the precinct? Yeah. Get the new precinct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me, a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, I'm jamming some old Napalm Death. Uh, Death by Manipulation, which was a split of both uh, Lee Dorian and Barney. Yeah. Uh, half the album, I believe, was uh, Barney and half was... The Dorian. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Sepultura, Beneath the Remains, and uh, the Arise album also. I just, I don't know, maybe it's the fall weather coming in. I'm like pulling out the classics, but um, yeah, jamming that. And um, Ozzy, because the show, because the concert came here, I've been jamming the Diary of a Madman album. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Belzebon, the the latest one, I dug that out again. Uh, Green Inferno, that one's fucking killer. And I've been on a fucking beast in the field kick, dude. Um, I'm I'm 
really wanting to hear this fucking new split that they did with Hellmouth, but I can't find it. Nobody's anymore. posted that yet? No, man. It's it's bumming me out. It really is fucking sucks, man. It's like, what the fuck, man? I took uh, 45 minutes out of my life the other day to listen to Fister 4. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Uh, you know, that's like the un... That's like the forgotten record for me because I jam their other shit so much that it's like you have to dedicate your whole... It's like Dope Smoker. You know, you have to like... You can't just listen to it partial way. You gotta like really listen to the whole fucking thing, you know? So... I think I got an hour to kill. Yeah, so right. I can do this. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, the newest, which it's a couple years old now, but the newest Acid King uh, album... It's fucking really good, man. It's kind of proggy a little bit. Like, they fuck around with some weird time signatures and shit, but there's a song on there called Red River that's fucking awesome. Um, and finally, the new... Oh, well, not finally. Uh, Moss. I've been jamming some Moss. And um, I can't remember who hit me up on Instagram. But, yeah, definitely check out their newest material. Whoever the fuck you are, uh, <laughs> if you listen to this, we talked the other night, um, Carmilla Marcilla, that's what it's called, it's the two songs, it's fucking killer, and finally, the new Conan record came out, it's called Existential Void Guardian, and it's a fucking crusher, dude, I don't like it as much as the old stuff, but it's Conan, and it's new, and I've been spinning it like a motherfucker, so... That's what I've been listening to. Is that the one that uh, kind of has that? Uh, this is the one that you you were telling me about that you were talking about this like last weekend. I think we were talking about this. Um, it kind of almost has like a soul fly, or like he was hanging out with fucking Max. No, he was hanging out with Max Cavalera, and they played a show together. And Max came out and did like a song with them, and then he went out and did a soul fly song with Max. But, yeah, you can hear, like, some nuances of maybe South American new metal. Something, man. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, but there's, like, a blast beat on it. Because I, it's weird. It's like, you know, it's, it's definitely polished, and it's a fucking mass worldwide known band now. They almost kind of, like, take a fucking page from, like, Bong Ripper, like, almost like sex tape stuff film, where it's, like, more gloomy, but then they got those fucking, like, blast parts. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's, like, more up-paced for, a, for like, a doom band. Like, they used to be essentially a doom band. Yeah, they used to just be, like, super crushing and, like, drawn-out vocals. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's, it was, like, caveman fucking, you know, battle doom is what they were pegged as. And now they kind of have more to offer, but I think that's because they changed drummers and... He, he, you know, he takes a slow riff and just puts, like, a fill over it that just changes the whole tempo of the fucking riff, so it's not, like, slow and drudging anymore. It's, like, a little more mid-paced. Well, it's, like, Primitive Man had that. Yeah, that, too. Their drummer, dude, and fucking... He's yeah. playing some fucking slow as fuck, like, muddy, just marshmallowy fucking riff. Yeah, man. And their drummer would be doing fucking fills galore. Yeah, yeah, just killing fills. It, it adds to it, though. It does. It, it adds a different element to it, so that's 
that's really fucking cool and you know it gives the listener a little something different to listen to man you know especially someone like me who listens to primarily slow music it's kind of cool to hear something a little more mid-paced maybe a little faster see this is where when me and you talked we've talked about this for a while like doing like a doom project yeah and where I wanted to get Zach to drum right the reason I was really wanting to get Zach to drum is because I know he would get bored doing slow shit, so anytime he could throw in some type of fill or speed it up, he would do it. And I think it would just add a fucking, like... Different element. Yeah, like, yeah. it add a different dimension to it. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't just be your typical, like... Yeah. Like, he yeah. fucking, like... Yeah, right. He'd, he'd, he'd throw in shit because he'd get fucking bored. That's not what he does. Yeah, I know. So that's why I almost wanted to do it. Like, dude, I want to throw you into this because you're going to be out of your element. You're going to get bored and you're going to force this to be like... Yeah. Yeah, he would... Yeah, that'd be, that'd be sick. Yeah, because he... Uh, he can't play slow. No, no. He, no, he'd be like, <laughs> but he's a what fucking, are we doing, guys? But he's like the best drummer I know. So at the same time, he can play slow. What would be funny... It would be ironic. It would be ironic to get back <laughs> into a fucking doom band with us. Figuring he plays in shit life, and they have a song called Fuck That Slow Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we would fucking write a song called Fuck That Fast Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just fucking around, but, uh... Dude, years ago, when we, when we first started talking about that, Zach was like, I'm down. Yeah, I'll do it. Right, yeah. That I kind of wish that would have came into fruition, but I, I still need to buy a bass. Yeah. I've been telling you that. I know. But we'll, we'll go pick one out. Maybe I'll treat myself for Christmas or something. Dude, just set up a fucking pawn shop. Probably be one for like 50 bucks. Yeah. <sighs> On to movies. On to them. What have you been watching, man? Shit, man. I've been, I've been throwing some stuff on. Cool. Um... Cranked out <clears throat> Nightmare City. Awesome. Because it's been a while, and you know Italy. Yes, all that fun stuff. Vampire zombie nuclear guys. Love that movie. Yeah, that movie is awesome. It's really good, dude. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, zombie Holocaust. That's a good one too. Yeah, I love it. It's fucking great. Uh, Doctor Butcher MD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Love that movie. Actually popped it in and was like, I would love to have a zombie holocaust shirt. I wonder what's, what's out there. Yeah. Found one, bought it. Kill it. So I got a zombie holocaust shirt coming, so that's cool. Um, let's see. Um, have you heard of the the series uh, Witching Season? Yeah, that's... Uh, Slash Dave's always posting about that. Yeah, he did uh, He did the opening score for it. Okay. And he's also done the their new logo. Witching Season films, and he did a, I guess, I think it was like, um, something they did, and he did a, a, a die cut for Halloween decoration. He made a die cut design for him. There's only like, one did like 30. So oh, he's done, okay. he's done some like work for him. Right, gotcha. But I've been watching that, I haven't got through them all yet. But, uh, I mean, it's new. It's, it's like just all just kind of like horror, Halloween inspired. Cool fucking shows their intro is great like everybody says that Halloween 4 has like the best horror intro 
because it's super fall and super Halloween. It is. That is right up there with it. Witching season intro is basically the same, like the same type of shots, the fucking same feel to it. Cool. And throw slasher days fucking genius score on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It just it's a great it's a great fucking intro. And I'm leery when I check out new stuff, but I I really fucking dig it. Like it has a good feel to it. Cool. Okay. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah. Um what else? Um this fucking show I found, uh Transylvania Television. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know how I like Muppets? Yes, you do a lot. Muppets. But adult themed. Oh, cool. They're all like <laughs> monsters and they run a radio, uh, TV station in Transylvania. <laughs> Sweet. The last episode, I haven't watched it yet, but the last episode's called um, The Killer VHS. And uh, I seen like a still from it and fucking. It, they're basically holding up what The Killer VHS is and it's like a fucking. It's a wizard big box and they just put a different cover on it. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. The Killer VHS. Show's pretty good. Like, um, yeah, I guess it was supposed to be. They tried getting it to be picked up in uh, Minnesota or Milwaukee, and um, I think it eventually got picked up, and they ran so many episodes before it got dropped again. But it was running as like a web series. And they ran the show as a web series. I dig it. I mean, if you like Muppets and shit and horror, you'd probably dig it too. Yeah. Um, and then um, fucking Blood Harvest. <clears throat> yeah, you were telling Finally me. Finally watched that. Like I've never I've never checked it out. It was one of those like super obscure movies. And um I think eighty eight films ended up picking it up, getting the rights to it, and then over here, uh Vinegar Syndrome got the rights to it. I've seen it floating around. Yeah. Finally checked it out. Man. You regret it. I wanted that movie to be amazing. I thought the premise of it was gonna be a little different. Like I know Tiny Tim's in it. Yeah. He, he's as a clown. And it just, nothing happens for like the first hour, and then after the first hour, what happens isn't fucking anything. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but I mean, watched it, it had, it had like its parts, but I mean, there's nothing, there's fucking nothing right home about in this movie. Yeah, but whatever. I'll still probably check it out, though. No, definitely, I mean, we're checking out for a movie that was just kind of like super obscure. Yeah, <laughs> pretty coveted tape. Yeah, um, and then... Slaughterhouse actually was the last one that I watched. Yeah, I love Slaughterhouse. Dude. What's funny is I just watched it on it was streaming on something, mm-hmm. so I kicked it while I was working, and like just seemed just seemed weird. Like it was like added, just like graphics, like to the credits and shit. You get to the end credits of the movie, fucking mortician kicks on. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? Say that again. Yeah, Mortician, their song Slaughterhouse is playing over the end credits of the one I watched. Really? <laughs> what did that end up being at? Because I had to look it up. I'm like, what the fuck? So, Vinegar Syndrome released it. I don't think this was the Vinegar Syndrome release because Vinegar Syndrome would never put like newer graphics and then a new song. Over, they they kind of keep true to releasing how the shit was. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but in its most like uncut form. So yeah. But there was an anniversary edition that came out that I think was released by the director and producer. 
and they reached out to Mortician to ask him if they could use their song Slaughterhouse to play in the end credits. That's fucking awesome, dude. That's killer. Totally caught me off guard, though, because I'm like, I, would, I kicked it out while I was working today, and I'm like, doing my job, whatever. And I hear, like, the songster, I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, sounds like Mortician. Then it kicks in more, I'm like, this is fucking Mortician, like, what the fuck is this? Holy shit, that'd be fucking sweet, dude. I had no idea. Man, I just, it just came out. One of it, maybe maybe a couple years ago was whenever their anniversary for the movie was. So it came out what that movie came out in eighty seven, so like last year. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, dude. That was a good one, man. The slaughterhouse uh footage was movie's legit. Yeah, it's good. That intro with like the slaughterhouse stuff and the music mm-hmm. going to it, like the movie came out in eighty seven, that intro makes it feel like it came out in fucking seventy four. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's got that like old school yeah seventies kind of feel to it. Uh, which, you know, the Slaughterhouse material shots may, may have come from the 70s. It probably did, but adding like, the music they used too for it. Yeah, I know. Like, man, it really feels like it came out like 15 years before this movie was made. I know, I know. Um, yeah, I dig that movie. That's good. Yeah. Um, anything else? You've been... um, that's really all I can remember. I mean, I'm sure I can pop in or watch other things. Okay. I, I don't really have much, but uh, Bay of Blood I drew on the other day. And, it's been so uh, long since I watched that. Yeah, Morgan and I watched that. And, uh, you know, there's the argument about the uh, slasher genre, like where where it came from and where it started. and Where Friday the 13th took everything from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I was talking to Bob and he's he said he thought that Psycho was the original slasher film and I said well you need to check out a movie called Peeping Tom yeah now these movies were essentially slashers but movies like Bay of Blood Black Christmas and Halloween perfected that you know what I mean yeah kind of in that order too um but I threw that on and that's always a treat it's it's Bay of Blood fucking rules, dude. It does. It, it's it's it, the beginning of it's really grim. Um, when he hangs the lady in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. it just kick. It starts off with a fucking bang and the hatchet to the face and the fucking skewer with the spear. Like just the kills are killer and just the feel of it's fucking great. And you know it's got a good score. And it's Italian. Yep. So that right there should. <laughs> just let you know that it's fucking top shelf you know? oh man yeah uh, I watched um, Tales from the Dark Side the movie I fucking love that movie it's so I good. forget about that movie yeah but every time I put it in I'm like I fucking dig this movie yeah it's really good dude all three stories are fucking top shelf and then the wraparound's good too yeah fucking uh Debbie Harry yeah uh, Blondie yeah Crush yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I I dig it, man. Especially the uh, the mummy. The, yeah, that's a good one. It's really good, and the dude from the New York Dolls, um, doll with the cat. It was the cat, and uh, it wasn't the the grandpa from Christmas Vacation was in that too, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was the old guy who wanted him to kill the cat. Yeah, to kill the cat, right? And then the uh, the last one was uh. Ray Don Chong, 
and who is uh, Chong's daughter, was in that with the guy from the Warriors, who was also in 48 Hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, the whole movie's great. I, I, I love it. I watched it twice, yeah. I always forget about it. Yeah, me too, because of the show. I have, like, the whole first season, and I usually pop that in sometimes and just binge watch. But I'm like, dude, I'm going to throw in Tales for the Dark Side. And Tom Savini um, actually coined this as the uh, real Creepshow 3. Not the shitty one that came out like, O2. Yeah, that doesn't even fucking feel like a Creepshow. No, it's fucking terrible. It's really bad, and I tried to sit through it. But as far as having, like, multiple stories cool special effects and good writing in an all-star cast. Tales from the Dark Side of the movie, man. It was it was there. Yeah. They were all there, man. All those elements were there. Um, I watched Terror Train. Nice. Yeah. Uh, threw that in. Uh, fucking dig that. Um, good old, uh... Fucking, what's his name? David Copperfield. Yeah, it's a David Copperfield fucking in it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a good movie. Um... I watched The Burning. I kind of went through, uh, it was Sunday, and I had a shit to- uh, ton of laundry that I had to do. And I'm like, you know what, man? Summer's ending. I need to watch some camp slashers, some summer camp slashers. And that whole day, I watched The Burning. Uh, I watched, what else did I watch? I didn't write it down, but uh, I did watch Terror Train, but I watched uh, The Mutilator. And it was like a triple feature that I did. Uh, I can't think of the other one, but oh, Sleepaway Camp. Uh, I was like, dude, this is my last hurrah. It's like 80 fucking five degrees outside, and I got like a ton of laundry to do, and fall's coming, so I might as well get my camp slashers in while I can. So the burning was like the one that I wrote down. But uh, I also watched The Brood. I couldn't even. Fucking tell you the last time I put that in. Yeah, the brute's cool, man. That's a good one. Uh, watch that, and finally, uh, I threw in the Exorcist three. All right, all right. That one fucking rules, dude. I, I, I that one makes up for two. Oh, like a motherfucker, it does. <laughs> oh, I mean, fucking Muppets Take Manhattan makes up for two. I mean, two is such a bad movie. It's so bad, and it sucks because like Linda Blair's in it. You would, you would expect it to, you know, but. Just no good, man. Yeah. That's like, how do you take such a left turn after the first one? Cash grab. That's the only thing I can think of, man. Just let's pump out another, because horror was big in the 80s. And they were like, well, let's fucking pump out another Exorcist movie. And it just turned out to be all dialogue, slow burn, nothing happening. Shitty dream sequences, shitty acting, shitty writing, and then Exorcist 3 came out, and I'm like, holy fuck, it blew my doors off. I was like, this is not only the creepiest fucking movie I've ever seen. The first time I seen it, I was a teenager, and I actually had watched Exorcist 1, and then Exorcist 3, never never seen the second one. That had to be a disappointment. Yeah, well, I didn't see the second one until I was, like, a fucking a, an adult, like, in my mid-twenties, and I'm like, this movie sucks. I do remember when I was a kid 
you remember HBO used to show like tonight, eight o'clock, ten o'clock. Yeah, they show your fucking. They, do they show like what's coming up? Yeah, yeah, and they show clips from the movie. I just remember the two daggers going into Jesus's eyes, into the statue, okay. and being like, "Holy fuck!" And I stayed up to watch it, and I just remember the decapitation scene with the fucking shears. Holy fuck, man! And the lady crawling on the ceiling and shit. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. But I really like Exorcist 3, and um, I, I'll put that up against any fucking classic movie. I really will, dude. It's 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 up, it's up there for me. Yeah. So that's that's what I've been watching. Dude, I read something today. Kind of goes back to what you mentioned that you said the burn. Um, Stu, Stu said uh, he feels that. The Prowler burning My Bloody Valentine. The three big non-franchise 80s slashers. Like yes. D3, like, that's like the fucking, like, big three. It is. Of slashers that were great but never got a fucking franchise. Never got a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Because those movies now in Maniac. Yeah, but I, honestly... I don't see Maniac as being like, like the burning and especially My Bloody Valentine you could see sequels coming up though. you could see them trying to do but for Maniac I don't oh that's true I don't yeah. see that actually happening that would almost be a, way more of a stretch well they, they started making one well I know they started making one they were going to be fucking I think it was going to be completely different yeah it was going to be like Joe Spinell was going to be in yeah and he was like a clown there's still, there's like, what is it, like, a couple minutes of footage? Yeah, yeah, there's like 20 minutes of broken up footage of he's a clown and kids call into his radio show and, you know, they talk about how bad their parents are and he goes and kills the parents for the kids and shit. That, that was the idea of it, but he was supposed to be like this really bad drunk and, you know, half of the 20 minute footage he's in a box talking to people and he's hammered so maybe that was him in real life because he died when they were making it yeah and that he, I know he had problems with like drugs and dude I would love to see gritty 80's New York Joe Spinell as a fucking birthday party clown killing kids parents <laughs> that would be fucking great right with you can look with like with 80's Savini effects. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Have Savini come back and do the special effects. That part. movie would have been amazing. Yeah. Like, I been. can tell you that right now. If they, if they were like, oh, it's Spinell. It's the 80s. And he's talking, plays a party clown, and he goes and kills kids. Oh, it's Savini's doing fucking the special effects for it. Like, yeah. Okay, that movie's going to be amazing already. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? So, yeah. You can go on YouTube and watch the lost footage. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But uh, that was like Joe Spinell's like last days before he passed away. But um, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Uh, we might as well get into it, eh? Yeah, let's fucking crack this shit open. Yeah, fucking burial ground, man. Ugh. Ah, burial ground, which is um. It's one of many movies to be labeled as Zombie 3. Yeah, that I did read. Which is fucking amazing. Yeah. That there's just 
that many movies that got labeled as Zombie 3. Well, there was, like, the real Zombie 3, which is actually Zombie 2. I, I, that, to me, that's Zombie 3. Yeah. Which is Fulci. Yeah, then there's Zombie without the E at the end. Three. And didn't they make like three, four, five, six? Those are Italian. Mm-hmm. Like After Death and Birds of Death and, and Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey, yeah. But there was a Zombie 3 in that. And then what was the other one? Uh, there was fucking uh, what is it? Zombie three version of the Living Dead. Oh, that, yeah. Well, that was a part of that. Uh, after death was Zombie four, I believe. And Birds of Prey was Zombie five, and then Zombie six was something else. But yeah, okay. The shit gets a little confusing. It really does. Even just the Fulci original Zombie being Zombie two. Like, I'm not even looking zombie at it. Zombie Flesh Eater. Yeah, like, I'm not even fucking looking at that. Like, that's Zombie 2. So, I don't even get, I don't even look at it as Zombie 2, but technically it's Zombie or technically this, there. I'm just looking at it. That's considered Zombie 2. So, even going from there, like, yeah. it took forever to actually have a straight up, legit sequel. Like, 3. Yeah, right. But it's almost like the way, uh, what is it? Demons 3. There was, like, see, uh, Black Demons was supposed to be Demons 3. The Church was initially supposed to be Demons 3. True story, true story. Um, what else? There was, there was a couple others, I can't remember, but they were technically, like, looked at or supposed to be Demons 3. Yeah. It's like, fuck, man, just, just don't do it or do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think mainly it's, like, these, direct, these like, people are making movies, like, kind of like it, and they're just like, oh, yeah, it's Demons 3. <laughs> yeah, it's connected to that. Don't worry about it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. But it's weird, because uh, wasn't the church, like, set back in, like, medieval times? No. Is there a dream sequence? Yeah. Where? Okay. Like, there's really parts of it where it's, like... There's, like, night yeah. shit, but it's modern modern times. Okay. Yeah, I might have just seen the beginning of it, then. Fucking, uh, directed by Homeboy, you did, uh... Stage right. Yes. That was his, uh... Sophomore effort, correct? I believe so. Yeah, because it came out in '89. The church. Yep. '87 stage right. Yep. But uh, burial ground, also known as uh, the Knights of Terror. Yep, Knights of Terror got released. It was like burial ground Knights of Terror, and then it got released over here. Did like a theatrical run for a minute. Yeah, and then but got picked up by Vestron. Vestron released on the burial ground. Then it got released in the UK as Fairground Next Terror. Then it also got released in the UK, I think. I think it was UK. I think this is the uncut version of the UK as the Zombie Dead. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, there's a ton of fucking names for this movie. So many. Well, I mean, it kind of falls into the same category as a lot of, like, foreign movies. Yeah, true story. Once they get moved into a different market... They change the name, whatever that market is, can just change the name of whatever the fuck it wants. Mm-hmm. True story. Um, but this movie, um, I, I, I just want to real quick say, I remember the first time watching this movie was over here. Was it? 
Yes, and you brought it down with the dead next door. I'm like, I want to watch a zombie movie that I've never seen before. And you grabbed Burial Room. We were making nachos. My fucking nachos. Your nachos. The killer ones that make you see Jesus. <laughs> the fucking killer nachos. And I was so glued to the television. I'm like, I've never seen a zombie flick like this. Dude, this was like when we first met. Yeah, this was a long time ago. And I was like, dude, fucking Burial Ground rules. Like, the first initial zombie that comes out of the grass. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the two people are making out. Taking, like, photos and shit. Yeah. Dude, I'm like, okay, the way he came out of the grass and the way he looks, like, that's what I envision a really killer fucking zombie flick to look like and feel like. And the score was, like, top show. No, the score of this fucking movie. And I'm, I'm mad because I forgot to write it down and I can't remember who did the score. But it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's really good throughout the whole thing. Like, it sets the atmosphere really well for the different scenes. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's really good, man. Um, you know, but that first, you know, initial zombie that comes out of the grass like that was just, uh, it blew my mind. Dude, it, it's Italian as fuck. Yeah, it's very Italian. Absolutely. Like, when I, even, even really, when I think of zombie movies, I know a lot of people, uh, probably majority of people are going to go over Romero when they, like, if you say, think of a zombie movie. Oh, What's your ideal zombie movie? They're going to think of Romero style. Yeah. Which, it's understandable. Romero's fucking great. His movies are fucking great. Yeah, absolutely. But for me, when I think of a fucking zombie movie, what I think of, like, what I feel is, like, ideal zombie movie, it's an Italian fucking zombie yeah, movie. Absolutely. They, they, they just did it better, I think. It, as far as, like, atmosphere and um, the way the zombies looked and just... The score has the a score, lot of... I know, I know. Yeah, you're right. The, the only thing that fucking... The only thing I kind of get annoyed with, and not really annoyed with, but I kind of get... I'm over it, like... I gotta be in the mood for it, is a lot of these uh, Italian zombie ones, they take place in, like, some island, some like tropical island, and I'm just like, eh. like I get it, I get why. Yeah. But just that whole scenery to me is like, eh. Yeah, this one was like, um, like a castle. This one had like fucking a mansion. Or this one you could tell they took a lot from uh, the Blind Dead trilogy. Yeah, that's true. They they took a lot from that because it's it even starts out like they come out of like a sepulchre, like a crypt. Yeah. In fucking a, the doctor's fucking down there in the cave. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, and then they just emerge from these crits and shit. It's like so. It's just it's great. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love this movie. You, this is a movie though that also has. It's super divided. Super divided on people. You either fucking love this movie, you absolutely despise this. Movie. Yeah, true story. True story. But you have to have an appreciation for like not only old school horror, but a good score, innovative uh, visuals, you know what I mean, for its time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Practical um, costumes without it being, like, over the top. They really looked like they were stuffed with flowers and spices. You know what I mean? Like, they looked... 
you know, and then the slow motion caving in the heads and shit with the fucking shit coming out and the only, one thing I will say, I mean, because this is this is also argued, this is also argued that this is like the one movie that has like zero plot. But other than that, they had fucking uh, Rosario Presciapino, I think it was his name. He did the makeup. Okay. Before he did this, he finished. Zombie and Zombie Holocaust. No shit. And, like, dude, you look at the fucking, like, zombie makeup in this movie, and it's not really the greatest. No. Like, there's not compared you, to fucking. Yeah, not compared to those two. No. Especially Zombie. Oh, yeah, for sure. But you can pinpoint some throughout the movie that are, like, really good. Yeah, yeah, and then there's some half assed ones. There is fucking one. That is a straight up Boris Karloff mask with a wig on it. Is there? Yeah. Maybe I never caught that. I know there was one where it was just a guy's face with like mud on it. Yeah, there's that guy. But there's one that's the Boris Karloff Frankenstein mask. And they just put a wig on it and made it look a little fucked up. Well. And if it's not that, that was the inspiration. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'll have to. And there's also one. That to me is a straight rip of zombie. Yeah, there was. Has like the worms coming out of the one eye, yes. the other eye's fucking vacant. You're like, I'm like, that's fucking zombie, dude. Yeah, I know, right? But I'm... it makes sense when the guy who worked on zombie is doing this. That's his uh, style. But fuck that guy. He went on, he did, like I said, zombie holocaust and zombie. He did New York Ripper the following year. He did uh, the Black Cat. He did Demons, Demons 2, and he did uh, White Slave. Like, he's done a bunch of shit. No shit. Oh, like makeup and shit? Yeah. For all those movies? Mm-hmm. Oh, no shit. Like, in some some way, he might have been, like, assistant for some of those. But, I mean, he was one of all those fucking movies. That's pretty, uh... That's a pretty impressive resume, man. Yeah. Uh, the kind of people give him shit, give, like, give the, the zombie makeup and effects shit in this movie... Because, like, oh, he did this, he did, uh, that was, okay, remember me telling you that some guy was trying to argue that Burial Ground was a parody? I don't remember that. I, yeah, because I told you, like, dude, I just found out that there's this guy. Oh, yeah, he texted me that. That's yeah. Right, yeah. And, um, one of the he things. made it like a spoof. Yeah. One of the things he was saying was, like, you got the guy who, the guy who did the makeup effects did zombie like two years prior and then didn't fucking zombie holocaust he's like and those looked a hundred times better than what he did here but you can hire somebody on but if you don't have the budget, full budget I don't you're probably they're probably limited like okay I'll do it if you're paying me this much but that doesn't give me enough to do everything I need to do get right. all the shit I need to get and Fulci had been pretty well established at that point when zombie came out he had some movies prior to that. He did. Um, was this the the guy's first movie? Burial Ground? The guy that did Burial Ground? No, he did Zombie before this. No, no, no. I'm talking like the, the producer, oh, director. Oh, no, the director? No, he's done movies before this. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Were, uh, they, were, they, were they successful? I, or? I can't remember the year, so I might be wrong on this one, but he did Strip Nude for Your Killer. 
And I want to say okay. that was done before this. Okay. Yeah, that was like uh, early 70s, wasn't it? Yeah, I want to say it's at least mid-70s. Yeah, something like that. But, yeah, he's he's had some shit under his belt. But he might not have had the fucking funds. This might have seriously just been... Because I don't think he's done. he did a zombie movie since this movie. This was like his one and only. As far as I can remember. So this might have been a straight-up, like... Attempt at a cash grab, like oh, zombie films are good, or like they're making money in, now in, in Italy. Yeah, let me make a fucking throw some shit together, make a zombie movie. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, but yeah, Fulci, you could tell he had a better budget than Barry Brown for, oh, yeah. for zombie. You know, you can just tell Dude, when, you, when you're able to go to New York. <laughs> like, yeah. True. He left Italy. He got those shots in New York. Yeah. Like, yeah, you actually have... You obviously have a better budget. True story. Um, and then, you know, coming off the heels of uh, Dawn of the Dead to create a good market for zombie and zombie movies going forward. You know what I mean? Dude, I read there's people online who look at Burial Ground as being the nail in the coffin of the zombie genre. In the 80s? Yeah, because Zombie Lake was pretty fucking bad. Um, I'm trying to think of what other ones may have came out around that time. I don't think I know... I know Zombie Lake was around that time. And yeah, Zombie Lake was actually pretty... It's not the greatest. They, there's like soldiers and they're just painted green or blue. Yeah, I mean, they wish green. Kind of maybe Shockwaves could be considered maybe a zombie film. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people look at it as that. Yeah, which was great. And I'd love to do that one day. But if we haven't already. I think uh, James from 40 Ounce would love that if we did fucking Shockwaves. Shockwaves rules, yeah. Like one of his top movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but back to, uh, Burial Ground, uh, the acting probably wasn't the greatest, the I don't, dialogue wasn't the greatest. I don't even hate the acting. I hate one of them, the person, one of the people. Okay. So, okay, we're going to set aside the fact of there's just a random bear trap in this Italian estate. I didn't understand that. Why is that there? There's no, there's no way a bear trap was on this fucking Italian estate's property. Yeah. But it's the chick who got her like stuck in the bear trap. Yeah. Atrocious act. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And the guy couldn't get the bear trap open. That was funny to me. All you had to do was put your foot in there and pull with both hands and use your foot or both feet to pull that fucking thing open. Yeah, they're not... Like, bear traps are not, like, the hardest to get the spring with the go. No, I mean... You don't I'm, need to, like, have another person come help you, which is ended up what he had to do. Right. Yeah, that was, uh... That was pretty bad. But I get, like... Trying to build suspense. But, no. But, the, honestly, the, the what annoyed me the most was the, the blonde chick who got her foot stuck in the bear trap, her acting... Her acting's fucking atrocious. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, and so was his. His acting was horrible, too. Yeah? Yeah, like, trying to get the bear trap open and shit. It was 
Yeah, but uh, you know, aside from that, um, it was uh, yeah, man. I mean, this movie coming from the director who did *Stripping Fear Killer* makes total sense. Movies like fair amount of sleaze. Oh, there's a lot of sleaze. Yeah. As soon as they get into the the fucking castle, house, mansion, whatever you want to call it, they all they all like, split their own way, and it's just like. This chick's a lingerie, and this chick's a lingerie, and this chick's a lingerie. Right. And the weird thing is, the VHS copy has them eating breakfast at a table, like the next day, or the same day, or something, or lunch, or something. I think it's all the same day, because that was like one day and one night. Okay. Yeah, because that was weird. The uncut version didn't have that. I think they just threw that in there on the VHS to like fill in the fill in some fucking space from what they cut. Yeah, um, but that was weird, and I prefer the uncut version obviously over the uh, VHS. Yeah, it's just better. But um, yeah, the fucking um, the uncut DVD is amazing. It is. It really is. Um, and like. I, Obviously, I have the VHS. You have the VHS. Yeah, and that's the thing that kind of sucks about collecting VHS. I know. Sometimes you get fucking movies where you're not getting the best fucking version. I know. Yeah, there's more gore in the uh, DVD. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, it just it looks cooler on VHS though. It has a grittier like look to it. Yeah, but. I actually found a copy of the DVD um, at a bookstore or a record store right around here. You might have got it at Encore. That's where I got it, yeah. Man. For six bucks. I get, like, movies every once in a while. Okay. What it sucks is because, uh, like their records, they price their used DVDs accordingly. They look those fuckers up online and see what they're going for before they price them. Yeah, I got mine for, like, six bucks. So... I'm cool with that, but, um, yeah, uh, okay, so, I guess we gotta kind of, we gotta get into the part that everybody's probably thinking about. Before we do. Yeah. My favorite part of this whole movie is the sickle. Oh, the fucking, uh, they decapitate the fucking, uh, the, uh. Nanny, yeah, or the whatever the fuck she is, maid, maid, yeah. there it is, maid, housekeeper. That whole fucking sequence is so awesome. It's like bolts through the hands. Okay, okay, little T-O fun here, T-O. <laughs> So when did these zombies become fucking expert marksmen with a fucking like nail? Hey man. We just gotta take it for what it is. Like I, I mean, I, I'm accepting the fact that we have like uh, tombs of the blind dead level zombies where they're actually able to function and do shit. But he's hiding behind a bush, and as soon as her hand like goes to shut, he pops up and throws a nail and nails her right in the back of the fucking hand. Hey man, we just take it for what it is. It's a little far fetched, but the whole. Lifting the sickle up and decapitating this woman, and the head falling down, and them swarming the head, and the blood that's fucking spilling down on them. 
is so fucking cool, dude. It's so fucking awesome. And that was another thing that just grabbed me, dude, as I'm just rapidly eating fucking Jesus nachos. I'm like, this is the best fucking zombie flick I've ever seen. Fucking zombies throwing nails like, what's his name, fucking Bullseye from the Daredevil movie. (laughs) 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 Fucking just... Yeah. (laughs) But then the fucking... Later on, the guy comes around, he sees her, and just, like, dumps her body (laughs) over the edge. Yeah, right? She's just like hanging there. Yeah. Hanging there by her fucking hand as long as they swarm and like pull her down. He's like, fuck this, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah, she's gone. But, uh, yeah, we can get into that. Um, okay, okay, well, first off, the mom. So there's the kid. Yes. Peter Bark, their 13 year old son, played by a very much looking. 25-year-old. Yeah. Probably just had a mom who smoked a bunch, so he's a little short. So, (laughs) smoked a bunch while she was pregnant. Yeah. He's a fucking tiny guy, but he doesn't look 13. No. But, because of the rule, the laws in Italy, regarding, like, adult situations and violence and sex in movies, they had to get somebody who was older than 18 to play this role. They couldn't have a 13-year-old. Right. Obviously. I find it hard to believe that he was the youngest looking one they could find. Again, it comes down to budget. I'm going to go with that because he was only in like two other movies after this and then he fucking stopped acting. He was in... uh, Before he was 30, he stopped acting. Okay. Because I did see him in a sci-fi original. Whoa, wait, what? Stephen Bark? Peter Bark. Peter Bark? Yeah, Stephen Bark. Peter Mark? Yes. I've seen him in a sci-fi show on the Sci-Fi Channel. It was fucking Peter Mark, dude. I fucking missed that. I'm telling you. I just happened to randomly... I'm like, that's fucking Peter Mark, dude. Because I want to say the last thing I saw he was in was in like 89. No, this was uh, this was like more recent. It was a sci-fi original. I'm telling you, if you look it up, you'll be, you will find Peter Bark was in a newer sci-fi movie. I'm actually going to look that up, but I fucking thought I was like looking him up to see if there's anything like crazy that I didn't know about, and I did not see that. Yeah. And if that's the case, that is fucking amazing. Yeah. Fucking Peter Bark. I, I I'm like flipping through, and lo and behold, nope. Unless they just didn't credit him at all. Because the last thing he was actually in was 83. Really? Yeah. He was a Boy Scout on a train. In Vaala Grande. Huh. So you're telling me, you're telling me that he has a fucking doppelganger out there now. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm telling you. I've seen him. There's fucking, there's somebody else who looks like Peter Bark. I'm just, I'm just for the sake of... You're looking it up. Yeah. Uh, Just for the sake. What? 
I'm just looking it up for the sake of. Okay. Yeah, but what are you looking up? Because I just looked him up. No, I know. I just typed in Sci-Fi Channel. He must not have been credited because I'm telling you, he was wearing a fucking beige sweater, and it was Peter Bart. Unless it was someone that looked exactly like Peter Bart. I, I'm telling you, there there has to just be a fucking doppelganger. Okay, then that's what it, that's what it was. Because I'm telling. He's got you. an American doppelganger. Okay, we know that much for sure. He was on the Sci-Fi Channel because. The Sci-Fi Channel has a knack for bringing back weird... Like, Judd Nelson was in, like, a fucking Sci-Fi original. And it was terrible. Ah, dude, it's a Sci-Fi original. Of course it's fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Like, Sci-Fi, Chiller, anything, like... Uh, when I had, like, cable and I had the Chiller Network, I was, like, stoked when I first got it. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And any time I put it on there... If it was a decent movie that had a remake, they were playing a remake instead. Mm. And they had the most, the shittiest fucking originals. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, it does suck. It just made me give up hope. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, where were we? Oh, Peter Park. Yeah, we're getting into like the whole, the, so, so, uh, Karen Well, who's the mom. Okay. Who, she was in uh, her other movies had this for, we'll just say, very uh, exotic affair. I would imagine. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's, there's the scene where when they all scatter to their own rooms when they first get there, and she throws on a fucking, like, the garter belt and the fucking, like, lingerie, lingerie shit. And the dude she's with, like, you look just like a little whore. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like well, that's fucking kind of creepy. Little <laughs> man, and then uh, Peter Bart. Yes, yeah, so he busts in. Busts in after they're done fucking around, and she like most. I'm gonna say most mothers. I, I won't say all, but I'll just say most probably would have stayed in the bed and just like covered up somehow. Yeah, she gets up and stands totally naked, staring at him like, huh, and then like trots over to where, like, a fucking towel is. <laughs> yeah. Go back to your room. Yeah, so that's fucking just weird. That's that's the first weird part. Yeah. That part's just like, well, that's an odd choice. Yeah, all right, well, whatever. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah. So then it goes on. Then there's the whole line where they're, all the zombies come, and they're in the fucking uh, basement, where I think the basement, not the workshop. Side note, the workshop they end up in? It's, yeah. That's the that that was used before. Yeah, it's the same workshop from uh, Inferno. No shit. Yeah, they used that same workshop in Inferno. Did not know that. But yeah, so the zombies are coming, so they're all like hitting in the basement, and that's when he's like, "Mother, this car smells of death." Yeah, which is like, all right, that's kind of a weird line, but yeah. whatever. You know, it's cool. You yeah. get it. You going on. Fast forward a little bit, shit's happening, people are dying, maids are getting their heads cut off. And he's with his mom, and they're, like, hugging. And he's just trying, he basically starts, like, running his hand up his mom's skirt. Yeah. Like, he basically gets, like... To third base with his mom. He gets right up there, man. Yeah. Pretty fucking close before mom puts the brakes on. Like, that's way too, way too close. He probably touched something. Yeah. Before the mom put the brakes on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they see the VHS doesn't have that. Oh, man. 
Yeah. The DVD does. Oh, yeah. Like, he's fucking, he's up there. Yeah. He's there. I'm going to say, actually, he's there. Before the mom, like, puts the brakes on, and then he, I think he says something about, like, don't you love me? I'm your son, or some shit like that. And then he, like, trots away, and she's all distraught about it. Like, no, like, your son just, your, your son stuck his hand up your skirt. Yeah. <laughs> And that whole thing is just weird, man. Yeah, that, that's what like she, that, that's what's like. Whoa! Oh, all right, this okay, okay. This yeah. is fucking weird, right? So you think the weirdness is over? Just beginning. They get into the workshop that was used in Inferno, blocking the door. Blonde chick who can't act to save her fucking life, who got stuck in a bear trap, trying to hold this thing against the door to stop zombies, and she makes fucking weird, almost sex sounds. Of pain, I don't fucking know. While the dude and Karen Well go upstairs to see if the doors, if they can exit through, and then here comes fucking Peter Bark as a zombie now. Yeah, because he's a fucking zombie. Because the one chick bit him. Yeah, the fucking one chick died and fucking bit him, which leads us to the fact that when they, when the mom came into the bathroom when Peter Bark was dead and the chick was there, she was eating his arm. But all of a sudden he comes in and he has both arms. I never caught that, but that's pretty amazing. They didn't put the effort into like <laughs> I give you half of an arm. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, budget. We'll go with budget. Yeah. Budget is gonna be the theme of this <laughs> Budget. Budget. <laughs> so Peter Bark comes in, the mom's there, Karen Well there. Peter Bark walks over. They embrace He's just staring at his mom's fucking tits and just slowly pulls her dress away, wide-eyed as, like, exposing her, like, nipple, and just starts suckling on it. And she's like, oh, yes, I love you. You're my son. And just rips it. Just rips it off. Just bites it completely off. And that's when, like, when you first see this movie, like, it's never going to have the same effect. That, the whole, the whole relationship between... Karen Well and Peter Bark in this movie, Mother and Son, is never going to have the same effect that it does the first time you see this fucking movie. It's an initial, the only other, the only other thing that's cut you off, the only other thing that, that can even equal this is the end of Sleepaway Camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's just one at the Shock end. Shock value. This one is near part, and then like 20 minutes later, another weird part that you're like, whoa, what? And then, like, 20 minutes later, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it, it, like, gradually works itself into, like, the grand finale. Yeah, it's just, like, and then it's, it, it's what is it, like, five minutes after that? End credits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody lives? Like, the one dude you assume gets his head fucking sawed in half, like, down the fucking center of the skull. Right. And then the other chick just gets swarmed. Yeah. Because she... She sucked anyway. Yeah, she did. But, uh, and then that's just like fucking like credits movie end. Yeah, that's it, man. Um, but overall, it's a great fucking movie. Aside from the uh, weird incestuous uh, mother and son thing, dude, I I love this movie. Yeah, I do too. Uh, it's uh, and then the saying at the end is really great too. The fucking. Uh, Prophecy of the Black Spider. Is that what it's from? He was a fucking uh, black. The Black Spider was a almost like a Nostradamus back in I want to say I can't remember the year. 
I'm probably off by a couple hundred, but I want to say it was like the 1400s. Okay. And he was almost like Nostradamus. And that was one of the things, like, he said, and I can't, I tried pinning down exactly what part of his shit that came from, and I couldn't find an, ex- a hum- like a, an example of that exactly. But yeah, I found him. Right on. He was like a, uh, almost like a Nostradamus. <laughs> Made predictions and shit. Right on. Yeah. But it's, uh, Pretty pissed off, uh, couple lines there at the end. Oh, yeah. It fits. It makes sense. Yeah, I dig it. But, yeah, that's Burial Ground, and, uh, yeah. If you, if you are a fan of just Hollywood horror films and fucking, like, maybe even newer, more, more well-done horror films, you're probably not going to dig this movie. No. You're going to find all the flaws, and you're not going to like all the flaws, and you're going to fucking laugh at everything, which, whatever, that's your bag. But if you're a fucking, if you haven't seen this, but you are a fan of, like, Italian horror in general, and just, like, you you dig the more low budget, the more fucking, like, maybe sleazy shit, I think you will really enjoy this fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's a niche audience. Yeah, this fucking, there's a line, this movie has a line in the sand that I never really realized before until I wanted to, like, really start looking shit up on it and really start looking up people's views on this. Like, it's a fucking weird line in the sand. Yeah, it is. Like, I felt like other movies should have this, or if, like, it didn't have it for this one, why would it have it for this one type of thing? But, yeah, in this movie, people are like, this is fucking stupid. Fucking, this is laughable. This is fucking killed the zombie fucking genre in the 80s. And then you got the other people who are like, this fucking movie's amazing. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, leave the episode with this. I really like this movie. I always will. And thank you for showing it to me because I had never knew that this movie existed before uh, you put it on. And I fucking love it, man. It's, uh, it's really good. Oh, yeah, dude. I look at this movie. I look at people's views of this movie. Like... Dick and Cindyano. Okay. If you're into, like... Basically, if you're not into punk or if you're into, like, newer metal, you probably like Dickinson more than you. True story. If you're into punk, you like Diano over Dickinson. Yeah. So that's almost like this movie. If you're into, like, newer shit and you don't get into, like, the really raw, like, more, like, lower-budget stuff, you're not going to dig this movie. No. But if you dig lower-budget stuff... If you're into just, like, practical effects, even if it's shitty practical effects, yeah. you're really going to hate this fucking movie. Yeah. Either way, it's worth a watch. Yeah, you're, 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 you're either going to fucking watch it and love this movie, or you're going to watch it and just fucking laugh your ass off. Yeah. Have a fucking good time and whatever. Yeah, either way. Make a fucking drinking game out of it. Yeah, yeah, something. Like, every time something happens that makes you laugh, drink. I don't know. It's worth a watch. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's what we got for you. Damn, I got sh- I got shit else to fucking talk. That's about. it, man. Um, thanks for tuning in, and um, we'll catch you next time. You can always follow us on yeah. Uh, you can check us out on our website, burntofferingspodcast.com. Uh, we actually just had our buddy Jared from Sakuzu. He's a decent writer. And he uh, wrote a couple of reviews for us, the first one we just posted. Yeah, thank well, you very much for that, Jared. Yeah, man. It's about uh, Mandy that just came out. So, 
kind of fucking crazy that we have something that came out this year for a podcast where we only talk about older shit. It's got to be good, though. It's got to be a fucking pretty sweet movie for him to... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So, so entrust in us that I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. I haven't it checked it out yet. I even told him that. I was like, I read his review, and I was like, dude, I haven't watched it yet. I've been wanting to. I was like, your review actually just made me want to watch it more. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to check it out. There's no doubt about that. And, um, um, yeah, so that's up there at our website, burnofferingspodcast.com. Check it out. Um, if, you, if you are a, a fan of the Instagram, we are there. Uh, burn offerings underscore podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, burn offerings horror podcast. And uh, if anybody out there in Twitter land is doing their thing, we are underscore burn offerings. Uh, you can email us at contact at burn offerings podcast dot com. And um, you know whatever you if you listen to us on something where it lets you fucking uh, give us a review or rate us, that'd be cool. I think we only have a couple of those because. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. We don't press for it. No, not really. But it'd be cool. Uh, yeah, that'd be really, really fucking awesome. But uh, until next time, till next time, we uh, are glad that we have beer and pot. So yes, we got. You still got a bunch of. Beer. Still got a lot of beer. Left. And we got a lot of beer left. Yeah, man. So oh, we didn't get through as many as I thought we did, but whatever. Oh, and if you guys, if you anybody wants one of our T-shirts, we still have shirts available. Yep, we still have a handful left over from Horror Hound and whatnot. I think Canada is beating America right now. I think we have more burnt offering shirts in Canada than we have in America. Okay, well let's try to change that, America. Yeah, yeah, I don't even care either way. Yeah, I don't either. I'm Canadian. What are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a man. All right, man. It was uh, it's been real. See you guys next time. See you guys.